I'm Cameron. I'm Evan. I'm Ben. Tonight on Dads with Cars, we go to Cars and Coffee. We take a drive on a crappy road. Ben finds his old Miata, and we're all sad. And Evan gets completely blown away by a Rivian, and has to admit that he is a street racer. Magnus Walker used to be cool at Car Week. I don't know who Magnus Walker is. He's the, like, Porsche brand ambassador guy who owns, like, a million. He owns, like, I don't know. Was he, not, like, he was originally, like, a clothes designer, right? Fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would rent out the space that he lives in now for movie sets and other things in L.A., like, in downtown L.A. Why? There's, do we know anything that's been shot there? I don't know. A bunch of ad advertising has been done there. Like something with Giovanni Rabisi popped up when he was hawking sunglasses in my Insta feed. And it was in Magnus Walker's garage, basically from like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And I think it showed up in my feed because probably it was like hashtag Magnus Walker. And yeah, anyway, I don't know. That happened on my street. Just... Like, well, actually, probably six months ago now. Magnus Walker ha- happened on your street? <clears throat> no, they were shooting a commercial at a, at a house down the street. And I just kept thinking to myself, well, what do we need to do to get on that list? Because mm. hmm. they pay you like 20 grand a day to rent your house. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, they can destroy it. I guess they have to approach you, right? I mean, someone uh, says, hey. Somebody told me about this, that you have to be, you have to, you can register your property as like, a location. I see. And then they take photos of it. It's in a book somewhere. And then gotcha. they flip through the book and they go, oh, yeah, that's the one we want. Don't ever. Versus, versus like just waiting for some scout to drive past your house and go, oh, I like the yellow door. Right. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Well, that's like, what I was picturing as well. Odds are pretty low. I didn't realize there's actually a proactive <laughs> way to do it. I see. <laughs> Put yourself out there. Yeah. yeah it's no. like a headshot for your house. But I mean, that you know, if the, if, if you ended up getting them like a gig to for them to shoot a movie at your house, then they basically kick you out for like three weeks and redecorate your house. Do they put you up at a hotel? No, they just pay you a load of money. Okay. I'll come stay with you. Okay. And we'll split the money. Yeah. We'll just do we'll just do an Airbnb in like Monterey and sixty four hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see if one of you will hand one of your cars over to them. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that ever goes well for anybody that's done that. No. You guys ever borrow cars from friends? Like when you go to visit them, you're like, hey, can I borrow your car? Well, I'm never that presumptuous, but I've been handed somebody's car to drive, and I've always been miserable. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why miserable? What was a Jetta wagon automatic that I was handed, and I was like, ooh, God, this is hard to drive, and it's miserable, and I'm in New Jersey, and I don't know where I'm going. Uh, All right, pop quiz, and I don't know the answer to this, and I'm I'm kind of embarrassed I don't know the answer. The Graduate Alfa Romeo, what is that? What model car is that? It's called a Spider. It is just a Spider, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I I was getting confused between that and Barquetta, which means boat, little boat. Mm. That's an earlier model of that, the boat tail. So Spider, I was I was lent that in L.A. That's cool. Oh, yeah, nice. And it wasn't I, would, I didn't ask to borrow it. It yeah. was just it was just like, hey, you need you need a car to get around. You should just drive this and handed me the key. So I was like, oh, okay, wow, that's pretty cool. That's a friend cool. of mine. That, I've always wanted to drive one of those. Never have. Um, a friend of mine that used to come to the bar I used to work at in Denver. 
she was this rich girl whose father bought a McLaren SLR and let her have it for like a month out of the year. So when she'd have it for about two years, she would come by for that month and just park it out in front of the the bar <laughs> and like open the hood and, you know, haul ass down the street. And she wasn't a very confident driver, but nonetheless, she would love to show off the car. And she was cool enough to lend it to Karen and I for a night. I, th- I know I've told you guys this. But, um, yeah, that was a fun night. I pretty much just went from restaurant to restaurant. I was like, what restaurant has the most windows <laughs> and the most people in it? You know, yeah, it's got the doors that flip up and everything. It was pretty cool. I would have been like, let's just drive around all the restaurants that we like. And when there is a good parking spot right in front of it, that's the restaurant we're going to eat at that night. Yeah, well, valet was a necessity. I, you know, just get out and hand them the keys and be like, please don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Cameron, you know you you have those little moments and you think to yourself, I'm going to savor this little moment. It doesn't happen very often, and even less so with cars, I guess, but you'll get what I mean when I explain it. When you go to the hotel and you valet the car and then you come back out from dinner or whatever and they haven't valeted your car. They've Mm. They've just put it up front. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to me once in my entire life. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh I've made it. This is it. That's incredible. <laughs> what, what car was that? That was the RS5. Oh, nice. That's nice. I don't think that's ever happened to me. But you were there. We were at the, it was at the Ritz. In? Half Moon Bay. Okay. Yeah, nice. I do remember that. I valeted cars for about two years in Denver. That was fun. Yeah. I became a very good parker, I think, because of that. Or confident, I should say, Parker. Buddy of mine used to, he, did, he actually ran a valet parking business in the, in the UK. Um, uh, and this is a fun story. So he ran a, a valet parking business in the UK. And this was probably, I mean, it's going to be 15, 20 years ago now, probably. That's about when he started it. And then I, I kind of helped him out about 15 years ago. And back then, valet parking in the UK was just unheard of. Like, n- like nothing like as well known and as ex- as like normal is as it is here in the U.S. So he only it wasn't like he ran valet parking for a hotel or for a venue or for something like that. It was always an event. So it was like a he, he, most significantly he ran valet parking for Wimbledon every year. Oh wow! So like hundreds of cars every day. Nice cars too, and nice cars too. He would hit. That's what he he would always say. He was like he was like, "Well, I've driven everything at this point." Yep. I mean, I've driven everything to park it, but I've driven everything. Like you name a car, I've probably driven it, kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, his business was doing really well, and then he also got involved in uh, like promotional driving, and he had a really good relationship with BMW in the UK, and he would get booked by like BMW corporate to support the events in London that were uh, sponsored by BMW and or by Mini. And uh, he would he would call me up like once a month or, and he would say, hey, so I've got another, I've got another gig. And it would be like, for instance, like the, the Brit Awards, which is like the Grammys in the UK. And the Mini are sponsoring the Brit Awards and we have 10 cars and we're going to basically ferry people around all night. Go pick them up, bring them to the 
bring them to the ceremony, pick them up afterwards, take them to the club, take them to the bar, take them to after the party, whatever it was. So you're going you're gonna to run around like driving all over London, but you're going to be in a mini that they're going to give you for the night and it's going to be all liveried up with all these stickers and stuff on it and you have to have a uniform and you're in like, you know, a cool outfit and you're basically just tearing all over London all night. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> the, the, you know, the weekend would, well, the event, the weekend would start with us all in a, in a minibus driving up to like the headquarters of, of BMW to pick up the cars. And so these were always like, like the top of the range works Cooper S's and convertibles and like the stuff that they wanted people out there to see. Right. So, you know, so we did all that kind of stuff. We did movie premieres and all this kind of stuff. So it was quite, it was quite a lot of fun doing a lot of like driving like that. Sounds like a blast. Did a, we did a, I think I told a Cameron about this before we did a Porsche event. We drove, uh, the Porsche family and their entourage. So 20 or so people, um, and we were all in uh, Cayennes. So I was in a Cayenne Turbo. I think the guy that ran the company, he was driving a Cayenne Turbo S and there was like eight of us, all with these like top of the range Cayennes. And we picked them up from the airport after they landed in their private jet and we drove them to Goodwood. And so I remember driving in a Porsche Cayenne up the like the racetrack thing. That's up, pretty sweet. Up the Goodwood's track pretty at Goodwood. Pretty classic to, to deliver these guys, and then we just hung around for like eight hours <laughs> waiting for them to want to go back. But uh, it was good fun. Love it. I'll never forget. I I'd never valeted before, and I just moved to Denver, and I needed a job really quick. So the guy was like, "Have you valeted before?" I'm like, "Of course, man." <laughs> <laughs> so the first car that pulls up, literally, like right when he said, "All right, let's go." I like go to open the door for the guy who's driving. He's like, no, 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 bro. He's like, you need to go open the door for the girl first. Then you open the door for the driver. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's like rule number one, pretty much. <laughs> as, as a valet, apparently. I, I got it wrong right off the bat. Oh, was, oh, sorry, dude. I was just a little out of it. <laughs> but hey, I enjoyed that job. I also got to drive a lot of interesting cars, but not very far. Around the block one time. Mm. That was about it. That was like my first job as well. Car wash. Drive a lot of things. So you quickly figure out all of the differences between everything, right? Car wash. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's still there. The classic car wash on Almaden at Cherry. Oh, yeah? That's where I worked. First thing ever, the thing that threw, threw me, sobs. Where's the fucking ignition on this thing? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, I had that there, problem. You're like, not on the right. Not on the left. Yeah. Where is it? I, had this, I remember having the same issue. Yeah. And when then I first started valeting. Like, again, somebody who knows cars better than you comes along. You're like, idiots in the center console. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> or, or how to unlock the key or something oh, like that. God, there was always a little issue. Yeah. Like, every time a saw would roll through, it was like something stupid, you know? Well, the, <laughs> First gear's on the roof, you know, like <laughs> something crazy. Swedes. Didn't you have to, it was, you don't have to open the center console to get to it, but it was no, literally like where the like, e-brake should be. It's where, it's where the e-brake is. And, it, and the e-brake's <laughs> there and the keys are like next to it. And you're kind of like, yeah, Ugh, the ergonomics on this are rubbish. Yeah, it's weird. 
But they're designed as though you're a fighter pilot. Yeah. Come on. I like I like the look of those old Saab 9000s, like uh, mid 90s. Like the Charlie Sheen edition. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they're Good cool. Good for you. Good for you. A coupe. Yeah. I mean, but I don't. I wouldn't want to own one. But I. They I, look I like, like Reeboks. Yeah. Aero deck. If they're done right. Aero deck. You don't see too many nice sobs around these days. No. I mean, you don't see any sobs around. There's no yeah. parts. I, I saw a couple on Bring a Trailer this week. <sighs> they're done, right? They've been they're, done they're for done. years. Yeah. Like Almost. 15 years. They, they got done at the same time that the last version of Hummer and Saturn and all that got. That Hummer at the done. car show or at Cars and Coffee was pretty sick. I, look, I'm not a Hummer fan. Did I just say that? <laughs> I love Hummers. Uh-huh. But th- this one in particular, was it H1? Yeah, H1. I mean, it was just so in such good shape, and it was such a beast, and it had every little add-on that it's just intense. As, just as a little boy looking at it, you know, like it's a big Tonka truck or a toy, it's like, oh, my God, that thing is just beautiful. Anyway. I mean, it's it has its... It has its place. Yeah, I would never want to own it, or I don't right. even care to drive it, to be honest. But as a work of art, I think it's pretty impressive. So we went to Cars and Coffee. Yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about this earlier today, because unfortunately, <laughs> and I think it's me, I think I've mentioned this maybe a few, few too many times, but I'm English, so I can get away with it. But it has been raining a lot. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what's nice about it, though? I was just telling my mom this this no, morning. No, there's nothing nice about it. No, there's one nice thing. It's because I've always wanted to know what it was like to live in Seattle. <laughs> and now it's like, I don't even have to move there, and I can understand what it's like to cope with this type of weather, right. you know, day in, day out for months and months and months. All right, so I'm not going to dwell on the weather. I'm just going to say... Not a fan. We went to Cars and Coffee, and I was thinking about this earlier today, that it was a really great Cars and Coffee, because I think a lot of the car people out there because finally this weekend was clear and it had, and it had been relatively clear like for a couple of days before. So everybody, everybody sort of knew, okay, cool, I can, I can get the car out this weekend. I can go for a little drive. Oh, fantastic. They, you know, you see pop-ups, pops up on Instagram and it's like, there's cars and coffee. Oh, I'm going to that. So consequently, I think, yes, there were a lot of really cool cars that we saw. Yeah, on it's Sunday. a really good turnout. Well, the highlight for me was when we parked... I loved where you parked, Cam. So you parked right there, and I thought, oh, perfect, park right next to Cam. And then next to me was a Ferrari Testarossa. I'm sorry, Testarossa. Thank you. But, yeah, that thing was insane to me. I, I love that car. It has, it has uh, such an incredible presence. I'll never forget the first time I saw, was like in person, saw one of those. I just remember thinking that its haunches were like, a mile wide. I could yeah. not believe how how wide the the flares are at the back. It's a very wide, flat kind of car. Yeah, just and and, and just the the door cutaways, the inlets there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so timeless. Yeah. I, I don't think it. it's actually any wider than your car is. Really? Wow. I have a photo. We could look at the photo. I mean, I think you know what we'll do. We'll put it on our website, and then. People can judge what's wider. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for the time, like to Ben's point, and because it's flat in the back, it does look quite wide. But I honestly think that maybe if you, you know, measure tape from tire end to tire end, your car might be wider. It could just be because the Ferrari's so low. 
that it appears wide, you know, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, it could be. It but could be. I was like flattered, you know, because, you know, he's driving in and I'm sorry if there was a civic park there, maybe he wouldn't have parked next to it. Maybe what, not. What do you think about that? I think he, I think he, uh, like from, you know, that moment when you kind of like just come around the corner into the parking lot and you just yeah. initially surveying. You're yeah, like, you're, you're exactly. You're looking for a spot. He was like, oh my God, is that, is, is that one of 100? <laughs> Was definitely that bad. must be Evan's car. <laughs> I gotta park next to that. I, I just thought that it was funny, and I, I mean, I'll I'll keep this comment brief because you know you never know who's going to end up listening to our podcast. Hopefully, the owner of that Ferrari. Well, that'd be great. Yeah. All right, I just on, thought that it was interesting that the other GT4 that usually parks along there decided midway through, like, nope, I've got to move my car. Oh, I didn't notice that. What? I didn't see that. The car went to the other side where the the defender was what what do you think drove him away not your and there GT4. was a spot next to you guys he was parked in that spot no he parked right you parked next to another gt4 i did not oh i thought you did no i parked a space away from a 356 and a 911 tucked in between yeah i them. see but when the ferrari came so did the gt4 oh and he parked next to the ferrari correct okay and then he moved yes because he what do you think he was thinking? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, he, maybe he just had some buddies over there, but maybe he was just like, I don't know. I kind of think too it was cool, like, too much pressure. You know, I had stripes first, and I don't like the guy <laughs> with the silver with the green because, you know, that, that shit's pretty bold. Maybe. I don't know. That's interesting to think about, though, like the little things that go through car guys' mind when they well, pull into a Cars and Coffee. what I was thinking <laughs> Where about. Where do I want to park? That's what I was thinking about. And I was also thinking about the conversation that we had on one of the earlier podcasts about, like, we were talking about the whole when Porsche drivers meet one. Like, the new Porsche drivers never wave. Ever. Like, you can be going by in the same exact car, and they, like, yep. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And Nothing. Can I say something really quick about that, please? Yeah, go for There's it. a guy that lives in my building that's got a 992 base, and I've got my 9911S, and it's parked right to the right when you get to the top of the ramp. So he looks at it every day, multiple times a day, because when you look to the, you have to look to the right before turning up the ramp, and my car is right there. So I always, whenever I see him, which has been about six times. I always nod or I wave or I flash my lights, anything. Because he lives in the building. I'm like, cool, I'd go for a drive with this guy if he, if he wanted to, you know. Totally ignores me, has never responded, never looked at me. I know why. I don't, because it's one of 100? No, no, oh, no I know why. Why? Because you say, and I, I, I'm with you. He, he is an older guy. That well, might play a part in nah, it. It doesn't make any difference. Okay. But I, I'm with you. He'd be like, you, you want to go on a drive with me okay you just like to Safeway yeah you're gonna come with, <laughs> are you gonna come with me to work because that's all I do in my car uh, and so here's it's my maddening here, to me here's my observation and this is absolutely applicable to Audi drivers as well because I see them all day every day I don't wave at all of them because the like the the vast majority of Audi drivers out there sorry to say it they're it's an appliance right yeah, it's just a it's just a utility vehicle for getting from A to B and moving stuff around, and I get that. I I also think that that, that is a segment of the Porsche driver community. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm going to I'm going to argue against that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Let's hear we're it. on 84 after Cars and Coffee. Oh, when you said we're, I was like, we, 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 the, we the Porsche community. We, no, we, the three of us. <laughs> okay. And we went by multiple cars coming the other direction down 84. Not one GT3 driver, not yep. one, none of them. So they're I, doing I, the same thing that we're doing. Uh, so yeah, these are yeah. not the appliance drivers and like none of them. No, to, I, I'm not saying that. The, uh, what do you mean? When, I'm sorry. When you say none of them, you mean waved or? Nothing. Yeah. No acknowledgement. Okay. Now, wait. I will say when I'm on the street, I don't wave to other Porsche drivers. Yeah, but this it, is. You're only, that guy. He's uh, it's only, the guy. It's only because. Tell us why. No, if a guy. <laughs> look, you want to know. If I turn the corner and I've got like a long straight in front of me and I'm getting it a little bit and there's a Porsche that happens to turn the opposite no. way coming towards me no. and we're just going, I'm going to flash my lights at him okay. and be like, what's up? I might throw a finger up on my, you know, my hand's not coming off the steering wheel. Okay. But my f- couple fingers might pop up. So we were flying at this point up 84 and I, I, I don't see one flash. No one's making a move <laughs> at that moment when the, the back was coming, I got close to the center line and punched it because I was so like, F you guys yeah. like I'm now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm faster and I'm having more fun. Like, <laughs> and I'm going to get as close to you coming the other direction as I can get. And hopefully gravels coming up. Word. That's the vindictive. Yeah. Ass no, no, that I, I, am. I dig it. I, it doesn't bother me when people don't respond. I get that. But when, when, when you know someone kind of like this guy in my building or you see that, a car that is frequently. Up. Yeah, that is. No, that, that's up. what I'm saying. I'm that's trying to build a relationship. This guy bought a Porsche. It's like, I know how much money you spent on that car. You must care about it on some deeper level than the guy that is parked next to you in the Civic. Like, you must. I think the Civic uh, guy's probably got more soul. How can you not think that I share that same thing with you? What he said. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not comparing that, the guy that you're talking about, Evan, to the guys that we see on a Sunday afternoon clearly out enjoying driving their car. I'm saying that a lot of people out there, and I see them every day. There's people down the street from me. I, that I watch them get into their car. I watch them drive to, to the office, and, and they have no interest in driving for the pleasure of driving. Right, going for a drive, even yeah. on the weekends, nothing. They're, they're like, I just, I just want the nice luxury car to drive to work in. Yeah. I've, I've never been that person. In fact, no, well, I, no, well, I, I just don't work I, enough. Is neither the have I, and I struggle to understand how somebody could want to buy the car and not want to experience what it's capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. So I go back to the line of cars coming down eighty four. <laughs> At the very end were three Honda S two thousands coming the other way. Coming the other way. With, yes, with the other Porsches that were coming the other direction. They were all in a pack. The Two dudes at the end of the line in the GT or the S two thousands. One of the dudes like gives me the thumbs up. Yeah. Nice, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I guess they're still my people. <laughs> like <'cause laughs> at that moment, I was like, yes, Cameron. They could. He tell. like read your mind. <laughs> he, yeah, he was like, that, so, oh, this that guy, guy used loves to have it. A, that guy used to have an yeah. S two thousand. Let's get him back. He's getting the GT four sideways. He must have driven an S two thousand. Let's get him back. Speaking of that, I think we both lost it around the same corner. Yeah, I think we did. Like, I, I felt, I, I slowed down, not because you slowed down. I slowed down because my whole car drifted a little bit. And I thought, okay, you know, I just hydroplaned, you know, that's a little much. And then next thing you know, you slowed down. And when you said you 
that you uh, I lost you, the back you lost the rear a yeah. little bit. I was like, okay, that had to be the same corner. It was, I think, because yeah. that was the moment where you dropped back. Like I hit it, yep. and then I kept going, and then you were sort of a bit behind me. I look at it. I look at luck like money. You leave the house with only so much money in your pocket, and all of a sudden, around any corner, you might spend all of it. And I was out of money, so I was like, I can't spend any more. Wait, you can't go to the ATM. You know what? That's interesting. <laughs> I do have a Bluetooth device in the car that connects straight to the ATM. So I, I could dig a little deeper, I guess, but the reservoir was empty for me. So I have to, uh, <laughs> I have to say that that was a, a truly, truly horrendous drive and not to get back on the weather, but everything about that drive after one yeah, just was not good. Okay, so for me, I, I had fun going up 84 following you with Ben in the back. Uh, Ben's so menacing in the back. I like That's where I like him. But <laughs> he, uh, like, what, I like him in the back. You too. We, we set off at the beginning, <laughs> and he'd like, and I pull up next to him just at the light, right, right uh, uh, in Campbell before we got to the 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, <laughs> he, he, he winds the window down, and he's like, can you stop looking so menacing behind me? <laughs> it's too early in the morning for you looking. I just woke up. I've just woken up. We're just getting started. Can you stop looking so menacing? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll stop turning. I mean, your car does did. look. It's pissed. It's so evil. It's so mad. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what did I do to you to deserve that like, look? Yeah. I don't like, even know you, RS5. I think, I think maybe there's like some range there. Like, I think of the three of our cars, mine's the happiest. It's got like, a little <laughs> smile. Right. The eyes are like, you know, kind of pointy and yeah. you're sort oh, of like... We, should we get eyelashes for your, for your... We could do that. We could definitely do that. <laughs> I'm sure the arrow guy would probably give me some pointers <laughs> on eyelashes. Um, arrow eyelashes. And yours is kind of in the middle where it's like, I'm angry, I'm a Porsche. And Ben's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a murderer, straight up. <laughs> oh, so speaking of 84... When we went from one onto eighty four, that turn, yeah, like we clearly had the same mindset. All three of us. I was, yeah, I was just like, I'm going to take that turn as fast as humanly possible in this vehicle. So what did what did you do? What did you do? To I don't remember, turn? but I think I got into second gear and yep. just held on to the clutch for a second yep. and took it as tight as I could. And I I was staring at you honestly, just like how fast is he going to go? And then as soon as I see like a dust bowl come up behind you and you just start disappearing. Let me set the scene. We had been following. Yeah, you were behind us. No, yeah. let me, the, the, we had been definitely following. <laughs> Once again, behind. Ben's behind us. Yes. <laughs> That's generally where I like to be in these kinds of scenarios. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm like, you, you, you guys can lay it down. Oh, you guys like, lay, Porsche, lay whatever's Porsche. down is going to happen, and I'm just going to follow. We all have our preferred. I thought he was you know. just going to say Porsche people are the bottoms, and he's the top. <laughs> so he's wait, so. wait, who's the big spoon? <laughs> well, clearly in this, <laughs> you were the biggest of the big spoons in that, in that, in that scenario. So, All right, what was your point of view? No, my point of view was I'm uh, just trying to set the scene that uh, it was great. We, uh, and I said this to you. So after you had to go off, and I, I, did, I initially said that I wasn't going to be able to stop at Alice's. I did. I, I was like, I'm going to go get a drink and hang out for a few minutes. And we did. So Evan and I sat there for a couple of minutes. That's when we watched you sort of go one direction, then come back the other yeah. direction. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. And... Uh, I commented, I was like, you know what, uh, on, a, on a day like today, when we know that not everybody's been able to go driving for a few weeks, so there's, the roads were pretty busy with like lots of high-end cars, with, with people I'm sure that had the same thought. It was like, oh, it's, it's a great Sunday, I'm going to get out, 
and do a little bit of driving. And after we came away from Cars and Coffee, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know what, this is like Highway One's just going to be a washout. There's going to be lots and lots of what I, when I'm driving along, what I like to call looky-loos, right? Who are people that maybe have never driven Highway One, they're on vacation, you can tell they're in a rental car and they're just kind of, or they're like, they're trying to find the right beach or they're like looking for the hike or whatever. And they're like, hey, like we're all out on the same day in the same part of the world and we're pursuing our individual interests. Like you got to go do what you got to do. But you're driving along and they're not, they're not driving, driving. They're just tootling along, right? They're, yeah. look, they're looky-loos, right? They're yeah. commuting. They're, um, <laughs> yeah, they're commuting. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that, uh, except if they do dumb things like sit in the, in the outside lane when there's a passing lane and, and like, or get in the way of you <laughs> when, you're, when you're trying to get past them because they just, for some reason, they don't like what you want to do. Or just decide to slow down because they can't make up their mind what they want to do. Right. It, if That's it was right. me, it's like, if for listeners... If, if you don't know what to do, get off the road, stop, and then think about it. <laughs> D- don't think about it while you're driving down the road and go, you know, 10 miles an hour good, under the speed limit. Good safety advice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Get off the road, stop, and think about it. I don't think any of our listeners are going to take that advice because they're all us. I hope so. So anyway, <laughs> so I, I remember thinking to myself as we, as we drove away from Cars and Coffee, I was like, oh, so this, this could be fun, but also I'm not going to be surprised if it's a complete like non-starter, yeah. right? I'm in, I've enjoyed cars and coffee. We're driving from here to there and I'm with you guys and it's Sunday afternoon and I'm happy, right? And then the road opened up. I mean, that first stretch. Yes. I mean... I say the first 10 miles, there was like no one around. Nobody. No, normally one is... I'm just like... Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, sure. one was You're resigned best, to it, right? was the best part of the drive. Like magical. everything else was just rubbish that was magical so then we stopped to get gas and then after that we which by the way you sent me a text yeah i did not look at my phone when i was driving because i typically just don't but it i saw you flashing your lights with your signal on and i'd like to just say that i thought that was pretty cool of me that i picked that up on that right away and yeah you you did the right turn yeah nice i felt pretty good about that i thought one of you was like i need coffee that's what i thought yeah well, we could I have, thought we were going to get coffee. Yeah, we could have done that. I really like that place. But, yeah, I did too. But I, yeah. I was under, I was aware that we were under time pressure. And no, I, I like what we did. So and then we we yeah. left. By the way, what the hell was that car that drove away before we we drove off? Do you remember? It's like was it a Mustang? Yeah, it was a Mustang. Uh, oh my god, it was so loud. Yeah, with like no headers on it at right. all. Right, it was in, well, it had crazy headers, loud. But no mufflers right. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it lit up it the whole insane. town. Yeah, it was like everybody was like, what the. And then we get up there, and he's just like... Yeah. Was it that white one? Yes. Yeah. He's just like... Doo, 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 just doo. sitting there. <laughs> I think he had a switch. He's like, I showed them. Well, and then he pulled over. Thankfully, it was just like, I don't want to be behind this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So then we, so after that, we pulled away. And then there's a, lot, there's a bunch of really cool sweepers in that, that stretch of road before you get to 84. But we were just behind a bunch of traffic yeah. for like the longest time. So we come up to, we go past that beach and we go past, we're, we're coming up to that turn that you were just talking about, Evan, where you turn right to go on 84. And I, <laughs> my, the thought went through my head. It was like, here we go. Because <laughs> if, if all of these cars are going straight. Right, we've and, been held up too long. And if it's, if it's you two, <laughs> and it's just you two, they're turning right onto this road. I was like, 
I was like, I scooped myself back into the seat and I tied the seat. I'm like, I'm like, here, like, here we go. Preparing <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Well, I got to say that turn, it's pretty epic. Yeah. And I was, I love that turn. I it's a great turn. was thinking about that and I was like, exactly like what Ben said. I was at the front. I'm waiting <laughs> to understand whether or not these people are coming with us or not. Right. Thankfully they didn't. Yep. And the moment the last one like started edging over to the left and we were edging over to the right. I already had clutch in and I'm in second and I'm just like, exactly like I'm rolling into the turn. <laughs> and at the same time we're, we're at the apex. I'm just like full to the floor and just, that was, I think the only time in the drive where I hit the rev limiter oh, in really? second. It was a pretty euphoric I turn, I must say. to do that. And, and then, like, the thing I like about that turn, too, is the white line on the right. Just yeah. after that, there's a little bit of shoulder, and it kind of, just the asphalt lasts about six more inches and then falls off into just dirt, and there's usually cars parked right there. There and, usually is. And when we were there, was when nobody, we were there it was yeah. nice because usually pedestrians could be right there, yeah. and you really just don't want to yeah. risk that. It's just too much. Or I, I've even seen cars backed up reversing going the other out. way and yeah, reversing yeah. out yeah, yeah. Yeah. and that is sketch city so th the fact that we could kind of see through the turn well plus you were in front so it was it was much nicer for me as you know being in the middle where i like it um <laughs> it, it was really nice to have confidence knowing that that straightaway was open so then what followed what so then we were behind one more car that then turned left at that the uh whatever it is the farmer's market thing yep because there's a big car show meet thing going on there. And then and then we had another stretch with no traffic. Yep. Oh yeah. And well well see that's that's where so I So that's the bit you were enjoying. I was loving everything but there was one point Wait, remember when I got in front of you? Yeah. Somewhat aggressively. So I, I got when? in front of you aggressively. Um we were behind a line of cars. Oh yeah, that, but that was that, that was on one. That was on that one. Was on one. Talking yeah, I'm talking about one. I'm sorry. Because there's still a story on one I want to mention oh, really okay. quick. That's fine. So there was the must Which, the but, Mustang. I had absolutely no problem with you doing that. You know that. No, I know totally. I figured you wouldn't. But um, there was a Mustang. There, there's little parts on one. There's two, where it's you know you have that slower guys stay to the right. You know the, yeah, the, the passing lane. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No, but the sign, the, lanes. the sign is slower cars stay to the right. Right. Which I hate that sign always, by the way, because slower cars stay to the right gives the driver the opportunity to say to themselves, am I slow or am I not? Well, it's like, that's all no. That's very, that's very it's like an opinion. Einsteinian. Okay. Because it's a frame of reference. Yeah, it's, it's well, like I, I relative to what? I, to I, me? Yeah. No. I don't think I'm slow. Yeah, relative to me, trust me I'm not you slow. are. <laughs> like, well, well, all of us, you're slow. So yeah. I, I guess in that moment, we just entered a different dimension and we're like <laughs> we're passing on the right maybe bitches. i am slow no. <laughs> we're like we made a decision for them they're like you're in my reality you are slow have you ever and heard of v8 rev to 8000 rpm if you have it it's gonna dilate time for you right now also, it's pretty weird because wait a minute that guy literally could say i'm not slow in his mind and he's right because he's not no, and next thing right. you know i'm faster so boom in that instant you're he slow. is slow yeah. He didn't know just because I knew he didn't know. Okay. Well, so we've either we've, time. He never got over to the right and let me go. Basically, all you need to remember is you're shifting from uh, Einstein to Darwin. 
right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're like, F you, faster, <laughs> don't care about left or right. Well, that's the Evolve, thing. Bitch. Do I aggressively go around on the right side yes, and do. pass him? Yes, you do. It's yeah. your reality yeah. at that point. It depends. Hierarchy of cause at this point. It depends. The, the worst part about that so is when natural, you make an aggressive natural, move. Natural selection. Hold on. You make an aggressive move and you go around the right side like an a- asshole and you pass him, and the next thing you know, there's a wagon in front of you, and you're yes. going, you're going the speed limit. And he catches up to you. I'm going to remind you, Evan. You were fear. in front at the point. At that point, you did pass on the right, and only you and I made it through, and Ben did not. Wait, I did pass on the right. Yes, yes. You did. <laughs> yes. I, I literally am in denial about what a maniac I am. I, yes. I really think <laughs> I am. Times like you're like I don't raise. Okay, okay. I don't do that. So this, no, I don't do that. This is a wait, perfect opportunity. You wait, wait, you don't think you did that? You I totally don't remember doing that. that. Oh my god! Like, what kind of asshole would do that? George, I'm going to go down to the car and get the dash cam now. Okay, hold on a second. You're saying in that little opening, and one of them, I really, you know, I I went on the right hand side and yes. just blew past somebody. Yes, you did. And that was it. While they were about to merge back together, no. or was it wide open? No, or what? it was no, like you, you'd you, made the determination you, they were you, slower. You'd hesitated for that moment. It's like, are you going to do the decent thing here and pull in or not? No, you're not. I'm going. Okay. That's exactly what you did. And I, went and I was like right ride. on your tail. And okay. I was like, okay, we're doing this. And unfortunately, it closed before Ben could get through. Gotcha. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a perfect moment to go back. <laughs> yeah. You think you caught me in a lie. What was the lie? That you don't do that. A- and you were no, like in one of the other. street race. The, the, yeah. In the other <laughs> thing, you're just like. I don't do that. And like you've told me multiple times, you're like, I, I don't know. I just can't help myself. Like I'm like <laughs> next to the guy and I got to bury him. I'm like, okay. I think I just drive like a general hooligan all the time. Yes. Okay. And then, which is really not true. Like I, most of the time I have Charlie in the car and I'm very, I, not I've very, seen but I drive pretty, with Charlie in the car completely normal. I could be normal. Yeah. yeah. I, I chill yeah, out. Totally. But I admit when I'm alone, I can't help it. If I happen to be going past somebody and they think they're racing me, that's their problem. Wait, I'm not wait. racing them. I'm just hauling ass like a maniac. <laughs> Can we just deconstruct that? It's not that? about them. No, it's about me. Let's deconstruct that for a moment. <laughs> if you think that they think that they're racing you is what you're saying. Right. Because yeah. it's not like you're saying, hey, can we stop for a minute? Do you think you're racing me right now? You're not, like, there's no communication. <laughs> so Evan is, Evan is basically saying, I think that that guy thinks that he's racing me okay (laughs) dear dear listener (laughs) dear listener the podcast that dropped today the same day that we're recording this podcast evan goes off on a whole thing about how he doesn't street race (laughs) bullshit all right there's one other fact that i have to clear up because it's just been bugging me like you were fucking grinding my nuts on a previous episode about like how you you didn't put Four S, like we had this whole like, oh, you're getting the AS fours or the four S's. You're like, mm-hmm. no, no, goddamn you! I'm getting the four S's. What did you actually put on the BMW? That was a miscommunication. You put the AS fours on there. <laughs> I will pull up that podcast right now, ben. and we will listen to it. <laughs> no, I I think what happened was it was two separate conversations. In one, I was like, oh, I'm definitely getting the four S's on the car. And then when I actually went to bring the car in, it had been. Ra- I live in Seattle now, so I have to reconsider, you know. And I thought, I'm going to try. I, I realized now that I have the 911, I'm not going to drive the BMW like a maniac, you know, up, up in the mountains. I'm just not. When, if I'm going to go up to the mountains for a drive, I'm not going to be driving the BMW. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's our family car. That's the daily. So 
I thought, get the ASs. I think you should drive the BMW with the ASs in the mountains. Like I wouldn't notice the difference, I'll bet you. I, I, I am I have to say Okay, so here's the jackass that I am. I was driving my son to school today, and there's this perfect S-turn off of Almaden Expressway onto Kirtner, and it was pouring when I was driving through there, and it was like, I wonder if the back end of the Boxster with the all-seasons will break loose, like the GT4 did at some rational speed. And we were not carrying a lot of speed when we slid on 84 at all, I was carrying a lot of speed, probably like 65 miles an hour through this S, and it did not break free at all. Awesome. I, well, I read a lot of good things about how great it performs in the rain, essentially. So, so I feel so, pretty confident. Uh, had the AS3 Pluses on the RS before I had the uh, Pilot Sport 4Ss. Okay. So like for like relatively like for like comparison and i remember we did a bunch of drives uh and i remember thinking afterwards when i after i'd driven the pilot sports on the same car i remember thinking these are just as good a tire they just take a lot longer to warm up Mm -hmm. so the pilot sport 4s you you know five ten minutes they're you're you're good to go right it's as good as it's going to get with the AS3 pluses, you, like on a summer like spirited drive, it's going to take two or three times longer to reach the same grip level. Gotcha. But it kind of reaches the same grip level. If that yeah. Makes sense. Not only that, but my 4S's on the BMW, at least on the rear, lasted 27,000 miles, mm. which is fine. To be honest, ever since I owned that M3 with the camber plates on it, I'm just like anything over 15, I'm happy. Yeah. But... 20, 27, I thought, for the family car. Yeah. It's a little silly, especially now that I've got the 911. I'm like, why? Anyway, it's a 45,000-mile upgrade from supposedly 30 for yeah. the AS as, as opposed to the 4S. So that was part of my thinking as yeah. well. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Why not save a little money and, you know, whatever. My, my dad Super actually gave me shit about that on the Boxster. He looked at the wear rating of those tires, and he's like, five. 40 like are you out of your mind i was like i'm not gonna drive this thing like a jackass he's like what does that mean 540 i don't even know what the the forty-five thousand mile you know warranty that they offer you is based on the tread wear rating oh is that the warranty that they don't actually honor they don't honor it (laughs) no No, i've tried i tried because i got like fourteen thousand miles out of the as3 pluses on my car wow that's not good and you know i regularly do the alignment the whole thing so I, I I engaged with Michelin multiple emails back and forth and they just weren't budging. Wow. Yeah. That that doesn't make sense. No, I mean, did, did they say you have to buy the insurance? No, you know, no, buying the tire buys the warranty with it. You yeah, read, that's you ridiculous. The they were all like, "Oh, you did you didn't have the tires changed at like a Michelin licensed right. place, and they needed to they needed to be done by their people or whatever. Rotate them every." Yeah, two yeah. months. Did that or yeah, yeah. I mean, they um, do, but they do rotate their wheels. <laughs> no, I, but I, I, just, I mean, I just thought I thought the whole thing was just a little bit. Uh, it's just like penny pinching, to be, to be honest with you. It's like we're not talking about like you know one hundred and fifty dollars tires here. We're talking about somebody that's right. going to spend sixteen 
$100 on a set of tires and alignment like when, when they change the tires on their car. They're like almost like the highest end tires that, that Michelin make and they just weren't having any of it. Yeah. Wow. That's I had the same thing with the with the bands, the C36. It, it was going through tires like every nine, 10,000 miles and it was every excuse in the book. Oh, staggered tires wear at a higher rate. Oh, you know, high performance tires wear at a, I'm like, then why offer the warranty? Like if, if they're going to last 10,000 miles, why would you say they have a 40,000 mile warranty? I'm like, I'm not even a fourth of the way. Well, even the service guy should have been able to say, well, in this car, just so you know, you might only get blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, I mean, any on. of that would have been, would have been better than, than that. And it was just like, okay, so do I put another set of these on there or do you recommend something else? No, no, we would recommend these. Like, okay. No, we would recommend Pirelli's. <laughs> uh, we would recommend let's say, what, Gladwell's or whatever. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I had a weird experience. When I bought those tires, the AS is for the rear of the 335i. I called Wheelworks because they had done it before. And the reason I called them was because I thought, okay, I want to at least know how many miles I got out of them. So I called him. I said, hey, can you please tell me what the mileage was when I switched these tires last? Sure. Came up with 27,000 miles that I got out of them. I said, can you please give me a quote on the new ones? He says like $950 or something for two rear tires for a BMW 335i. I was like, bro, can you please like itemize that for me? Like, what, what, what is this? I'm looking right now. Was, on, that, was that COVID pricing? Yeah, right. It's like I'm looking at tire rack or $270 a piece. Like, yeah. well, I don't get it. Where are you coming up with this number? Oh, that includes the $140 per tire for insurance. I'm sorry, what? I didn't ask you for insurance. I asked you for a quote on two tires. And I was pissed off. Yeah. I was like, why would you quote me with an exorbitant price like that right off the bat with insurance without saying, here's what it is. And by the way, here's an option we have if you want, you know, if you're interested. It's opt out, which is stupid. So I thought I'm going to do a little experiment. So I called America's Tire, which I had a great experience with. They put on the 911 tires for me. And I called the same thing and they were like $630. I was like, great do you have an opening right now? I'll be right down. And that was that they had the tires in stock, got it done. But I was like tempted to call back Wheelworks and say, just so you know, you lost my business because of the way you quoted me. Yeah. yeah. You're being don't stupid. gouge me. Why would you do that? I'm not <laughs> at least tell me that's why it's so much. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm putting in the hundred and $140 per tire. Well, I mean like the gouging what? thing is ridiculous in general. Like, you left to go get Girl Scout cookies, and thank you for getting Girl Scout cookies. And I was thank, thank Charlie. I was telling Ben about <laughs> you know my latest phone call with the shop with my sixteen oh two, which is a what 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 did we call it earlier? Huh? Yeah, the old stable car. Well, yeah, that uh, Inferno car cash, <laughs> barbecue car cash. What? Yeah. What, Wait, you, you give it a name. Well, th- for this segment of the podcast, we're gonna we're gonna call it. This is the moment where we s- sit down peacefully and watch Cameron burn a pile of car cash. Yeah, that's pretty much it. A pile of car cash. <laughs> yeah. So tell okay. us about the latest car cash you've just burned. So <laughs> the motors in. Do you have like a crematorium at your house? Like, how does that I think work? This thing is the crematorium. Okay, you give it to actual people and they burn it. Using my car to burn <laughs> it, yes. Okay. They, th- which probably has gas that I've paid for. Um, 
I don't even know anymore. I mean, all of the plumbing's done, the motor's actually in the car, the suspension's back in. So, like, it's a car at this point. It rolls. They can roll it in and out of their shop. Um, there's no exhaust system. There's no throttle linkage. And it's wired up, but they have not fired it up. And they can't do it until they get the throttle solved. We had exceeded Cam's the budget. Cam's rubbing his eyes. I am. He's we, rubbing his eyes. We exceeded the budget <laughs> two weeks ago, and they were like, hey, it's going to be 4K more. What? It gets better. Today. See, see that's rough no. because they already got no, this you. Was, this was before. Uh, right? This was a week ago. They were like, we, we know we're over budget. It's going to be 4000 more to get it to the point where it's drivable. So they call me today and they're like, hey, we burned $3,700. I'm like, okay, is it drivable? And they're like, oh, no, no. Like, we wanted to call and, like, make sure to update you on, like, where we're at. I'm like, where are you at? And then it was like, it's going to be another, like, 3K to get it done. I'm like, based on what? Like, you Yeah, keep, where's that money going? Is it labor? Giving me, it's all labor. And you keep giving me an estimate, which is clearly not even remotely accurate in any way, shape, or form. Like, I, Did you sign something? I mean, did they offer you something to sign when, when you first In the beginning, agreed for the, to the, original, the original amount, which we are now $5,000 over the original amount. Oh, I'm pissed off. Three to go. And it was like, no, we need to cut this back. Like, I, like, it's their it, fault. It needs to be. They misquoted you. That's their problem. It needs to be drivable, and it needs to be in a state where it rolls at this point. Drivable? The thing should be. It needs to be utterly sick, drivable. right? It needs to be like amazing. Yeah. Well, Not just it drivable. is. It needs it to be tip top. But I'm cutting things out that I'm just like, no, I, I'm not going to have you guys do CV joint rebuild I'm, I'm not gonna have you do oh okay like it, yeah they don't need to be doing that well but that's the thing like we've exceeded the budget and they haven't done those things right it's just the things that they quoted on i'm like how far over are we on the engine install and they're like oh it's like five grand based on what like, right how what? did that happen yeah and so i mean it's plumbing and other things that they ended up doing and granted the work is fantastic it's beautiful mm-hmm but on the other end, I'm like... That's a tough one, man. Guys, like 30 hours on this? Yeah. Like, really? You yeah, know? That, that's, that's tough. That's a tough, tough one. Yeah. I mean, so it's hard because the quality is there. But on the other end, it's like they have not stuck to anything remotely looking like the deal. I'm like, guys, I don't have this money. Yeah, it's already, gone. It's already on fire. You set so much money on fire before that. Well, and the budget was the thing. I was like, is this a hard budget? I had already done cuts at the original, like, I'm signing something, you know, like, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. And I've done one edition the entire time where they were like, hey, this isn't, you know, like, quite right. Like, we need to do this. Okay. The only thing I've added was one thing. How do these guys not know? They know every detail about putting that engine in that car, don't they? haven't they done it multiple the owner, times? The owner of the company has done it, yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> have they done the things that they contractually agreed to do? When you say you haven't, you, you didn't add anything apart from one thing, have they done the thing that stuff that they... That was Not it? yet. 
No. I mean, wow. they, they've contracted to get the exhaust in. They've contracted to uh, align it, tune it. None of that's been done. Those three things have not started. Is the transmission connected to the drive tra- drive shaft? Yes, all that's back in. Does the engine turn over? Th- they have not done that yet. Okay. Yeah. But it's sitting in the car on the yes. mounts. Everything is connected. What's other the, than the exhaust. I'm sorry, I missed the bit. There. What what are, what are you waiting for on the throttle? They need to go in and uh, I think either bend or change a bracket, and then they need to align the throttle to see if the changes to the throttle bodies that they made, that in combination with the throttle work. Got it. Maybe they think that you want a full restoration on this car. Oh, no. No, Evan. I said no to things like, hey, we want to paint the engine bay. I'm like, nope, there's no need for that. Wow. Hey, we want to paint. There's like some rust underneath, and we want to redo the you know, rust proofing. Nope. I don't, I don't need that. I have a okay. lift at home. I can do all that nonsense. Yeah. It's not going to come back looking more polished or more dent-free or any of those things, right? Like, it's going to come back with the engine in it running and hopefully running well. If it's not running well, I'm going to lose my fucking wig. Yeah. I don't know, man. That, yeah, that, that, that's a tough one. That's tough. That's a lot of money over what they contracted just to put the engine in and get it going down the road. Yeah, I know. And, and they built the, built the motor, and the whole thing was, we need to put the motor in. Otherwise, if you start it up and it blows up, that's on you. Right. Well, the price in the first place was pretty, in my opinion, pretty exorbitant. All I think we were all a bit shocked. Kind of you know, We're just like, yes. oh, my God, that's a lot. Put yeah. a motor in. Yeah. And for them to come at you with you know, 25%, 30% more. It's been rough. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's, that's really that's, that's tough. Yeah. That's PTSD. With cars right there. <laughs> that is shocking. Yeah. It's, it's not been great. Um, um, can we go back to Highway 1? We can. <laughs> Before I forget? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Go I'm for still it. driving down Highway 1. I'm about to run out of road. So You're in the right-hand lane, by the way. <laughs> at one point, I, I feel, yeah, once again, Ben was behind me. And um, just where I like him. But so we're going, we're going down Highway 1. And I'm going about a buck twenty, and I'm moving pretty good, and just cruising. Like I've been going that for a little while now. I feel like, and there was a part where I was kind of ahead of you guys. Like I just, it was after I got in front of you, and then I just saw an opening and kind yeah, of took yeah. off for a little bit. Yeah. And I knew you were gonna catch up to me, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna somewhat, you know, look in my mirror here and there. But I'm still going like crazy speed, and I come up on a Volvo. And I'm thinking this Volvo, the first thought in my mind is, God damn it. And the second thought in my mind is, all right, cool. This will give me an opportunity for my buddies to catch up. And I slowed down and I was going maybe 72, you know, and I was 10 car lengths behind the guy, totally chilled out. Two seconds after I hit that mark of 72 miles an hour, a CHP goes the other way. (laughs) And I hadn't seen a cop all day. So I was like, one minute I'm like, fuck you, Volvo. And the next minute I'm like, Thank you. You just <laughs> saved me like a day ruiner. I mean, that would have just been a travesty. But nonetheless, that happens, right? Haven't you having that, that experience where you're driving and all of a sudden you have to slow down? As yeah. soon as you do, a cop goes the other way. You're like, you should have seen me a second ago. Yeah. Did your radar detector go off? It did. And I th- actually, yeah, that's what it was. That's the piece I forgot. I did have the mentality of layoff. I don't remember really hitting my brake, but I remember completely chilling out because for some reason, my radar detector, it doesn't go like beep, 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 be
<laughs> it like beeps like crazy and then it kind of slows down and then it doesn't do anything and it just shows you on the little screen like what's happening but Where, was I in the middle at that point or was no, Ben in the middle you were behind me and he was off ahead okay yeah so that, that were, was right after I had gotten ahead of you in traffic yeah. okay got it and then ben, I took off Ben your radar detector did not go off I don't remember it going off no. yeah it definitely, my radar detector, which I don't use very often, but it definitely got in my mind of slow down. It wasn't, didn't make me as pissed off as I normally would have been as coming up on another car that's going the speed limit. Yeah. Pissed off is the wrong word. I was just like, oh man, you know, come yeah. on, I'm not pissed off. My radar detector went off before I noticed that you had slowed down. Well, you have a Valentine one, which is the best radar detector I've ever used. I don't know. It's the only radar detector I've ever owned. It's so the only one you ever need. It. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, can we talk about that for a sec? What, the Valentine yes. one? Well, just radar detectors in, in general. Because <laughs> sure. I, f- I feel like th- there was a time when you would like were like, yeah, but I don't need that. Me? Yeah. No, never. No? I've always... I've never just had the cash to buy one. Oh, that, that's the only reason you did, yeah. never no, had I one before? No, I was never anti-radar detector. I've always been pro-radar detector. Okay, yeah. interesting. Real quick, when I when I, I bought, was always like Jones and for years, I'm like, "What do you have, Ben?" You're like, "Ah, I, you had the Escort, right?" Yeah, yeah. And I was always like, and "That thing is served you well." Right? You're like, "Yeah, you like that? Yeah, it's great." I'm like, so "That's the second one I bought as well. I had the nice. I had the one before it, uh, which I gave to David, I think which he probably doesn't use. He no, I think he's still using it. Sure. Nice. I think he's still using it. Good. I could see him getting use out of a radar detector yeah. for sure. Yeah, he loves the tech, also. You know. Yeah. I could see him getting into that. Yeah. I mean, I was always, after years, largely like, oh, is that the one to get? And you were like, yeah, it's great. I just could never pull the trigger. Yep. So my buddy... It's a, it's, it's a sting. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? The financial impact. It's like a $900 yeah. radar yeah. detector. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. The one that Ben has realize. now. I don't think the one that you had before. Not the was. one I had before, but the one I have now, which is this, it's about the same as the Valentine one. Yeah, the Valentine one, like I think, seven. is seven. Oh, really? It's about seven all in. Okay. I was thinking they were like four or five hundred dollars. But, but yeah. ever the one that it's you have that the, the, the it came with your car. Yeah. That's like two or three thousand dollars. It's twenty six hundred bucks yeah. plus six hundred bucks for the install. There you go. Yeah. And I gotta say it's I feel like fucking James Bond when I turn the thing on. <laughs> I mean, it is Sick. The interaction that you get between the little screen and like how stealth it is and the little buttons next to my thigh. It's freaking hot. Not my inner thigh. But you <laughs> know it rub your inner thigh. Uh, it's on I'm the like, outer thigh. Uh, I remember I was so me. when I when I figured out when I bu- first bought the car before I saw it, before I saw the car, that it had that radar detector, I was like, Can you find the interface in the car, young lady? You know, the woman who's selling me the car. Yeah. And just take a picture of it and send it to me so I know where it is so I could be excited about it. And she couldn't find it. Yeah. yeah that's and good. I was like, that's cool. And, when I, and then finally, I was looking at the picture so much that I honed in on it one day. And I was like, oh, and there it is. It's over there. I got to get in, though, with the indoor-outdoor Velcro on your back bumper and like align those things and Velcro them the right way. Because every time I see that, it bugs me. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, my God. The sensors for your radar detector in the back. Yeah. Are oh, like are they crooked? fucking weird. Not cool. Not cool. I think they're like drilled in there. Oh, no, no, they are no, Velcroed. No, no. Yeah. I got to fix that for you. Please, seriously, I want to make you happy. You're the one that's behind me. <laughs> so you got to be happy. <laughs> you say so. Mm. I can be happy behind you however I want, really. So uh, here, I'll, I'll, you know, we're talking about radar detectors. You know that they are not legal in the United Kingdom? Yes. Anywhere in the UK, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I you do don't want to be. That. 
getting tipped off to where all the speed cameras are. That's right. So civilize that. Okay, can we switch gears again, or yeah. do you have more one that you want to talk about? No, I, I, I'm done with one. Okay. We're on to 84 now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that. It was totally rubbish after that. All yeah, right, the, road, the road, by the way, was traumatic. I mean, it was like one, oh. <laughs> one inch thick streams out of nowhere yep. just going across the entire surface of the road. So, Boulders two feet high yeah. crossing the white line on the right. I mean, like literally like just sitting there on the trees road. Trees and tumbleweed yep. and massive branches. I, I, I commented when we stopped at Alice's. I was like, is, that was like driving in like an arcade game. It was yeah, like exactly. Game. It was like, oh, there's boulders. Branch. There's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Avoid the branch. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it, it was brutal. I do have one question about that, which I think only you are qualified to answer. So the, I'm going to call him the D-bag on the bike in front of us. Oh, yeah. my God. Yep. Was he an utter D-bag? Okay, now he was... The biggest D-bag. Okay, thank but, you. But Ben and I had a talk I when know, I got there. I didn't know what to, to make of We it. got to Alice's, and he was right there. Oh, good. And, he, I, and I was just he like... Was, he was there. Ever was like, see that guy right there? Like, that's the, that's the guy. Yeah, I was like, I was he's like, going to be dead pull, in a month. Pull the fuck over. Right. He, was, he was horrible. He was absolutely horrible. It's like, dude, you have a car on your ass who's able to keep up with you, and you can't figure it out. You know who he was? He was a 22-year-old kid with too much money. He had a 205 horsepower BMW motorcycle. That was a in, BMW. In, yeah, I, I couldn't tell. In the what most it was. horrific conditions outside, and he was trying to make the best of it by lining himself up for every turn and being jerky to get himself in that area where maybe he could dive for the apex that one time. And then every time there was that water standing there. It's like you need to give up and just get around the corner and survive. And as soon as as soon as he gets his butt off the seat. You know, like he's on the racetrack or something. Yeah. That's when I'm like, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, it was like, horrible. You do not need to be getting your butt off the seat. You need to just survive right now. And there, were, there was part of me that was like, okay, I'm just going to back way off because if he dumps it, like I don't really want to get a new front bumper. After I'm the, with you. After the dude on the speed triple took out my back bumper. But there was the other part of me that was just getting more and more pissed off at him where I'm just like, I can go through the wet whatever with like no problems and you're slowing me down to the point where like i i'm not even like i'm just well i was just angry i'm just gonna well well, the first when we came up on him it was a bad first impression vehicle to vehicle yep we came up on him and he was going 25 and a 45 on a mountain spirited driving road whatever that everybody likes to haul ass on and i could tell what he was doing he was just backing off so he can get some distance between him and the cars in front of him right so he can go haul ass around a few corners i was hoping but it's like you have mirrors you should be able to see that there's two porsches and an rs5 audi hauling ass up on you and we are capable and ready to go yeah and he slowly took off right he didn't just like oh my god you know bolt which he should have done to be honest yeah and he, he did not what he really should have done was just gotten off to the right yes and let us go yeah it's like you do not want to be going that fast on two wheels. Now we can get away with it because yeah. we've got a lot of, you know, that that contact patch is yeah. pretty big. We're not going to compared to him either. No, right? we're not going to flip. And I I felt like this kid is a danger to himself and everyone around him. And as a veteran motorcycle rider, I wanted to like shake him and just be like, look me in the eye, bro, and tell me that you're going to sell this bike tomorrow. <laughs> so so we, we, we uh, that's awesome. We go to the grocery store up. Oh, it's not that Alice, it's across the street. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. grocery store. Yeah. When we get a drink and whatever, we're just 
Just... I got a great Reuben, by the way, when you left. I oh, knew you, you were going to say Fuck that. Yeah. I knew you were going <laughs> to say so that. so good. I was like, did you get the Reuben? <laughs> you I did. You didn't get that. You went back in? After you well, left, I, I went oh. back in. Not only not that, get, but I moved not, my car. I moved my car. You're not getting a Reuben at Alice's, I don't think, right? Well, no. Correct. Yeah. No, I went to that Where did you move your car to? I moved it right next to the guy riding his motorcycle. See, I knew he was going to do this. So we we stood there for a little bit. I didn't talk to him. Yeah. So we stood there for a minute, and I was... Like drinking my drink and, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going because because obviously the road was closed and I was like, I have no idea how long it's gonna take me to get home, so I'm gonna go. Yeah. So I get to the car and I was just as I was getting to the car, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. Uh, have fun. See you later. Uh, please don't get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to that guy. <laughs> it was like that you were parked next to the kid. Well, at that point I wasn't, but I had already said to Ben, "There he is." I was like, I was like, don't get into a fight. I'm gonna go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, you should have. You've been like, bro. The thing is, I doubt that guy has anyone who's my age, who has some experience, that cares about people, that, you know, that doesn't know him, a third party, that can give him Aww. some good advice. Yeah, did, that's did, where I was coming. I was a your, fatherly did, thing. Did your mentor thing, Yeah. Like, did your mentor switch pop it did. open? Well, I could tell right away he was young. I was just like, this guy, this is a kid. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really care, though. I, mean, I did care. But, but the bottom line is, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go talk to him. He's not going to get it. And we're going to raise our voices and, it's being, and I'm going to diss him. I'm going to be like, yeah. you look like an idiot on your bike yeah. or whatever. Take I mean, off the hoodie. And I have rarely seen someone act like such an idiot yeah. on a motorcycle. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was really over the I don't top. really know motorcycles, but it just seemed like no. bad etiquette. Horrible. Yeah. It's so, all about being smooth on a bike. And he was anything but. He, he was, was jerky but. and horrible. How did you get home? I went. I took your advice. You did. You said nine is yep. closed and I thought well I could take Black Road yep. but I'm not going to do that so I went and I followed what Cam did and I took 35 to 92 oh damn and, sorry and, and then I just took no it was fine I, I ran into cars at the ugh. very end I look I expected to be ugh but the road was I mean forget horrible you, oh horrible it was, it was even worse than 84 like it I was, was doing really bad I don't think I ever got above 40 miles an hour, not because, I mean, there was traffic, but, yeah. but it wasn't consistent. Like people were pulling off in different directions to go other places, but like I never got above 40 miles an hour yeah. by my own choice. The road was so terrible. Yeah. It was very sketchy. It was muddy. And like you said earlier, boulders and trees and everything. Did you see that boulder on 84? Literally it was two or three feet tall, yeah. right? That yeah. one on oh, the right hand yeah. side, the yeah. thing was huge. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my mom told me today that nine is completely closed. No, wait, the thing you saw on nine, was that a permanent thing or something that happened that day? No, it, looked, like, it, looked, it looked pretty permanent. Okay. That's so where, it could that's be where, the same like, thing. That, that's the winery place that, I, that you sent me before. The, the mountain winery? No, no not the uh, mountain winery. It's halfway Savannah up. Chanel. Oh, yeah. okay. With, and they had a huge rock slide there. So I think that's where it is. Uh, and I, I, for some reason, I just thought that it was open. So, I did too. Well, I would have. So I drove like, all 35 because I saw like the, the road was closed and you went the other way. And I was like, well, I'm not going that way. I need to go the other direction. So sure. I drove 35, got to nine, started going down nine, got stuck behind somebody, which was pretty annoying. But Wait, so there's no sign at the top of nine that says no, closed in four miles? Because technically there's a way through. Okay. So you get down like halfway between there and Saratoga. And you go... Left or north, I guess. And you go left, yeah. Yeah, I know. And what you're eventually, about. it brings you out to like Stevens Creek Reservoir. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I know that road. There's wineries on that road. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's a load of great stuff. Cool there. restaurants. Cool restaurants. Yeah. Uh, there's fishing. Uh, oh, my God. Stevens Creek Reservoir is full. Wow. It is well, not full. Surprised. Which it hasn't been for like 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, the first time I, I drove down nine, I get to the bit where the road's closed and I pull off. Uh, I'm like, oh. And I look at my phone. I'm like, does this, where does this road bring me out if I go down here? And I had no service. So I, I went back up to the, to the crossroads and I parked up for a minute because I just wanted to sit and look at the phone. Sure. And I had a, it was actually really fun. I had a really cool like, interaction with a, a biker, which was, which was rare, right? So I'm sitting there. The guy on a bike pulls up. He's been driving the other part of 35, the one that leads to Black Rock and everything, all that sort of stuff. And he pulls up and I, I was trying to get the route figured out on my phone. So I was sitting there, the car was still running. I get up and I said, Hey, it, cause I'd seen where he'd come from. I said, Hey, c- is the road open that, that direction? Can I get all the way to 17 if I go that way? And he was like, yeah, but you got to go do, you have to do black rock or you have to do this or that. Or I was like, okay, but it was like, is the road okay? And he's like, I don't know. I said, well, I've, so I've just been down nine and you can get halfway down and then it's blocked, but I think there's a way through. And then he's on his phone. Uh, we're like the pair of us are trying to figure out like which, which route to go. He's like sitting there going, oh, don't tell me that, man. My, my hands are so cold. I can't feel my, I can't pull the brake because my <laughs> hands are so cold. <laughs> so I came back to the car and I got like a hand warmer thing that I keep in the, in the trunk of the car for like when we go skiing and stuff. I was oh, like, hey. he loved it. And I was like, hey, do you want this? And he was like, oh, yeah. Fuck yes, I want this. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, That's you know, it's just like that. one of those little moments that yeah. you, know, you just have when you're out on the roads like and somebody else is like out just Who, driving around. Wasn't ra- I with you or was it with you or both of you when we had we met another guy on a motorcycle up there at that same parking lot? It was an electric bike. That was you and I. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That was a really nice guy, too. Yeah, he was great. He just came over to us and just started shooting the shit. He, he was, was like, great. I love Porsches. Yeah, he was cool. I have one of these. Yeah, I think he had one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, how did you get home? So so then I ended up, I was like, all right, I'm going to, uh, so. He, You're he, at the four corners. At the four corners. And he and I figured out, it was like, oh, he, he was like, he plotted out on the phone, his phone. He was like, hey, I think if you go back down to where you were and you just take that road, it actually does just bring you back out to like 280. He's right. Uh, and he was right. And that's what you did? And that's what I did. Why not just go back and take Black Road to 17? Uh, I wasn't absolutely sure that it was going to be clear all the way that way. Gotcha. And trying to turn around on that road would have been yeah. impossible. Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That road. That road sucks. That road sucks. I, I don't take that road for fun. I take that road because either I, for some reason, really don't want to do nine and I love that part of 35 in between uh, so do I. nine and, yeah. and that road. Yeah. After that, that six mile stretch between on 35 between Black Road and 17 is a goddamn nightmare. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever taken that. Oh, yeah. But when I first moved here, I took it on the motorcycle. I thought, oh, I'll just check this out. I see the squiggly line. It looks cool. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> it's like a golf cart path with like covered in pine needles. Yeah. <laughs> Not fun. There is, there's all. a lot of like off camber and like tight hairpins. Oh, you can't go more than 20 miles an hour yeah. the whole way, whether yeah. you wanted to or not. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's yeah. really bad. Um, um, I'm sorry, please. I was just going to see if we could switch gears and yeah. go way far away from cars and coffee and way far away from a drive. Ben discovered 
where his Miata is. That's crazy. That's a great follow-up kind of story, you know? Yeah, we talked about this in the... Was it the previous? Yeah, I think it was the last episode. Because you were asking about like cars, what mm-hmm. cars. You, you, yeah. have a, you had a limited edition. Yep. T- tell us more about this Miata you So had. it was uh, 1991 was the year. So actually, so I don't know if you, uh, American listeners will not maybe know this, but in the United Kingdom, uh, the year that the car is registered defines the first letter of the registration, like the license plate. Mm, I didn't know that. Hmm. So interesting. 1990, so like what the way that people talk about this is like, so 1990 was an H registration year. So any new car registered in 1990 has an H at the beginning of the license plate. Interesting. Didn't know that. Uh, I think that's it. I think it, anyway, uh, so J would be 1991. Because it's the next year, the next letter. They don't, they don't do I because it just looks like a one. So um, I thought you didn't know your alphabet there for a second. I yeah, like, me too. And I was like, like on, oh, dude. wait, it's an English thing. Don't forget <laughs> about the I. Yeah, you were looking at me. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> God damn, these Brits. So uh, <laughs> and so it's a fun thing. If you if you can remember the registration of your car, you know what year, you know what year it is, right? Yeah, well, so, cool to look at other people's cars, too, and try yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, what happens I'd be when they so run distracted. out of letters? They just go back to A. a? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was a. <laughs> in 1990, the Mazda released the MX-5 in the United Kingdom, and to do and as part of that, or as maybe as after the initial release or whatever, they they released a special edition. So my car was one of 250. That's a that's pretty rare. One of 250. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I I I, I and this is going back a long way, but. I think I remember that there was 250 of these cars released in the United Kingdom and there were 50 released in Japan. Um, uh, and so my car was number 138 and it was all of the cars were British Racing Green. They all had BBS hand-painted, uh, like they were forged, like they were cast to like aluminium wheels, but they were hand-painted with the same green that, of the body. All of the interior was leather. There was like a uh, wooden steering wheel and, and gear shift lever. It had a brass plaque on the dash on the on the uh, on the console with the number. You had a special logbook which was like green leather with the same plaque on it and like a special key fob. The whole deal. It was like the whole yeah. all like bespoke to this limited edition car. Um, and there, there is a Facebook group in the United Kingdom of uh, you know <laughs> enthusiasts who keep track of all of the special edition cars. Nice. And so it's fun watching those guys uh, like find a car and like restore it, or like watching the watching their journey, like to like get a car and restore it, or they had a car, or their sister had the car for years and they get it back and they restore it and they build it back up and, and all that sort of stuff. So. About a year or so ago, I I I stumbled across this Facebook group, and of course, you like to join a Facebook group now. You have to sort of say, "Hey, can I join your group?" And you have to answer a question. And it was just like, "Yeah, I don't I don't have a limited edition MX-5 anymore, but here's a picture of the car that I did have. Can I join the group?" So I would that, imagine they'd be happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, so they were, and they, so I got to join the group, and I was like, "Hey, so like here's my you know here's my dream. I want to find number one three eight." 
somewhere in the world, this car has got to be there and I want to find number 138. And, you know, kind of complete fantasy, but I was like, oh, if I find it, I can like, I, I'll get it and I'll ship it here and <laughs> I'll make it good. And I'll be driving around in California with a British racing green. So that really was in the back of your mind. Like well, I, I, I think, could possibly purchase this car and get I it back. It, I think if I'd ever found it and it was like a $5,000 car and you'd get it shipped to the, <laughs> you know, you just, you know, you work on it and it just sure. becomes a little thing. Right. Oh, so that'd be great. Anyway, that was, that was the kind of fantasy. So, I joined the group, and I kind of like periodically there'll be a little update, or I'll go look at the group. And I was like, I think we talked about it in the podcast the other weekend. And I was like, the other day, like at the weekend, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go try and find it. So here's the thing: if because the registration year is the same letter, and you know, it's easy to remember the registration. And I was like, I wonder if there's any way to look up the car. So the diff- the reason I bring up registration is because it's not like the US where you can have like the VIN of a car and then you can have the plate of a car and over the lifetime of a car that the car may have like I don't know like a dozen plates right could be in different states could be you know licensed to different owners you can have vanity plates all this kind of stuff right that doesn't really happen in the UK once a once a car has a plate you can change it but most people don't right they just leave the plate on the car and the plate gets transferred with the owner when the, own, when the ownership of the car transfers, the plate does as well. So it's very rare that, I, that unless it's like a really special car, that it has multiple registration number plates, plates, license plates over the, over the course of its lifetime. So it's pretty easy to find a car is what I'm saying. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I can still find it. So I, I searched online and initially I couldn't find any records about it. And then there was one of these things where it's like, oh, pay eight dollars 99 and you could find it all the records ever recorded about this car and i was like all right i'll pay, I'll pay i'm that. surprised i'd be sketched out by that i'd be like uh, even though it's only nine bucks i was like that's got to be bullshit yeah well except it, it you know but look i trust you if you it's the same thing it's kind of like the dmv okay okay it's the dvla in the uk so anyway i paid the nine bucks and i discovered that the car was scrapped in 2012 <laughs> It's a heartbreaking situation. Yeah. I, I was actually sad for you. I am going to own it. It is sad. It's like learning that one of your ex-girlfriends died. <laughs> I don't wow. know if that'd make me sad, but okay. Yeah. No, the <laughs> I car think there's the some part hand. of you. Well, yeah, maybe more sad with the car, but I'm just saying. It's, I, I mean, I literally. Was it like, affects you. I, I did feel for you. Like yeah. when you sent that, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. When I read like, the I bottom think, of that, I was sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, I was actually hopeful that you were going to find it yeah. and <laughs> it was still going to be around. And you're like. It's on a like, ship. Like, yeah, like the guy's willing to sell it to me for four grand. I'm getting it. I was, you know, I'm like, I'm all in. Well, that would yeah. have been great. I got a great shop that'll do it for you for cheap. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's, that sucks. That does suck. Yeah, well, you know, she, she had a good life, and at least Ben got to experience her for a little bit. Yeah, she, I, mean, uh, it, it, I mean, so you can see all the records. Like, I, I probably told you guys before, they have this annual inspection that is required in the United Kingdom. It's called the MOT. Uh, so you get certi- you have to get a certificate before you can pay your tax, your road tax, or your, your uh, registration equivalent registration to registration here. Uh, and to get that certificate, it actually has to be inspected. Okay, so could you tell how many years the car lasted after you sold yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I did way, I think I did like 20,000 miles in it. Okay. And then I, it got to like 100, 
38,000, I think. Wait, you got it up to 20,000 total, you mean? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then so the car had a full life after you. It had a full life. He went on to have his own family yep. and his own experiences. <laughs> and so like the last inspection that it had, you know, you could actually read all the detail about the last inspection. And so there was a lot of corrosion. Okay. There was a lot of rust. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of other stuff that would have made it like not roadworthy anymore. There was like broken tail light and this, Wait, this, that, and the other. Where does rust and corrosion come from in a place like England? I, I mean, I, I mean, if we're not talking well, about a car from the sixties, you know. I mean, we're talking, we're not talking about Seattle either. So. Yeah, that's a little. Well, weird. you kind of are. I mean, actually, <laughs> is that what it is? I mean, yeah. it doesn't snow there, right? No, but it rains but like constant, all the time. It's just damp and rains all the time. Gotcha battling the elements every yeah. day of its life. Yeah. So does that go to say then that every one that has survived all those other, let's say 200, let's they're, just, let's just say 200. They're all survived, the same. Yeah. That people have put work into that or kept them in a garage. Yeah, or, something. You know, yes. Yeah. They've taken some proactive, proactive measure to yep. keep it alive. For sure. I mean, trip. like most of the people that I know that have O2s in the UK, they all have garages. Right. And there's not very many of them around because most of them have rusted. It makes me think of when I lived in Colorado looking for cars and then people would, as an asset, mention, oh, it's a California car. Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. The same. Thought, Still the same. What's thing. the big deal? Oh, it's huge. Like even with it new cars, huge. like I would not buy a car, even if it was brand new from like Ohio or any of the places where they use salt on the road. Yep. Like, we're, so look, outside of Tahoe, we're not allowed to use salt on the roads. Wow. I mean, that's where the rusted out fenders of my 77 F-250 come from. It's, yeah. it's a Colorado car. That's right. And it probably happened right off the bat back in the, I don't know, within, I'm guessing 90s. Within minutes of the first snowfall. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's tra- <laughs> it got straight to work. I mean, and, and there's no amount of rust proofing that's going to no. fix that. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's corrosive and it's abrasive, like the two worst possible things. Like, yeah. so... It's it's abrasive corrosion, you know, hitting delicate parts of the car because that's where like all that stuff smacks yep. basically. Can I tell you guys my cool Rivian experience from yeah. this morning? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, look, I'm not a fan of electric cars, so I'm driving my daughter to school today. We're at a stoplight, one car in front of me. Ahead of him is just nothing but highway. And usually if I'm at the front of that line, I always just take off, you know? So there's a Rivian in front of me, and I'm in my 335i. And I'm looking at the Rivian, and I'm like, what an attractive truck. The thing just looks so good from every angle, in my opinion. I'm, I'm a big pickup truck fan, you know? So I just love the look of this thing. So I'm staring at it, kind of zoning out. I'm tired. All of a sudden... I didn't realize it, but Charlie, my daughter, she's looking at it too. The thing drops four inches. <clears throat> and not like fast, like a, you know, hoopty wood. <clears throat> Pardon me. But slowly and cool. But slowly to the point, still fast enough where I could notice it was definitely dropping. I, w- I froze. Like, I couldn't speak. And I looked over at Charlie with my mouth kind of half open. And I was like, did you see that? And she looks back at me. This is a 10-year-old girl. She doesn't care about crap like this. And she just nodded her head. And then she kind of mumbles like, yeah. I mean, that was crazy. Wow. This thing just 
hunkers down in front of us. I was so excited about watching that whole truck lower that to that extreme amount in front of me while he's sitting at the red light that I gave him like the hang loose symbol at my windshield. Huh. I was just like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't know when I've ever done that before. <laughs> this is an electric vehicle and I'm driving, you know, my BMW, no big deal, whatever car. I was blown away. Then the light turns green. This car disappeared like over the hill like went up the entrance ramp and was gone i don't think i've ever in my life seen a car take off that fast mm. yeah and i know what they can do a buddy of mine has a tesla plaid goes zero to 60 and whatever you know two whatever seconds this did not look physically possible it looked like a cartoon yeah it just disappeared it reminded me of the first time I ever, when I first had my first motorcycle, I was 17 years old, and there was a, like a 750 Ninja going home with me from high school. And I had a little street bike, and it wasn't very fast at all. And then when this guy took off, it looked like a cartoon. It just disappeared down the road. Yeah. I was like, oh, like how, is that, how did it not just flip over, you know? Yeah. Anyway, this Rivian blew me away. Literally, I could not stop talking about it the entire ride to school, which is about seven more minutes. And Char Charlie, of all people, was just like, whoa. I mean, she like freaked. She like literally said, whoa, in the car. I mean, what little girl does that about a car? Like nobody. What color was it? It was that blue color they use. I don't okay. know. Like a lop little lighter than a, like a Porsche Lapis blue. But... Anyway, beautiful truck. I was admiring it already, and it hunkered down. You could tell the guy, I don't know if he just got it or what, but he was like, all right, then that's the time he pressed the button, and the thing, <laughs> the thing drops down, and then that's the best suspension for extreme like acceleration. Extreme ludicrous mode. Yeah, ludicrous whatever. mode. Yeah. And I didn't realize how fast it would be. I mean, I don't, I've got a 400 horsepower, I'm sorry, at that point, a 300 horsepower car. I had no chance against this guy. Yeah. It would have been embarrassing. I mean, I'm sorry, but none of us would have had a chance. No. I mean, this thing was out of control and dead silent, mm -hmm. obviously. Anyway, it's the first time I've ever been jaw-dropped by an electric vehicle. Yeah. I was impressed. Impressive. I thought it was, like, sexy, the way it dropped down like that. Such an extreme amount. I mean, four inches is a, four inches is a lot. <laughs> you guys can trust For you, me. maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying four inches. Is, is that what they told you? Yeah. I, it just kept going and going yeah. and going. <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop four inches. Um, it, was, it was incredible. I was like literally stunned by this vehicle. Yeah. I, I think that future, that promise of that type of thing in vehicle dynamics is amazing. And I would be all in on electric cars don't shoot me i'm i'm not all in on electric cars but i would be as an option if two things were present that type of suspension tuning at at my at my request right like i can tune this however i want to tune it that that's exciting like make this thing make this gigantic truck handle like an Aventador, right? Use the yeah. competing power to do that. That's what it felt like. I'm all in. Looking at it, yeah. And 
give me the option of a manual transmission, even if it's electric. Like, I don't understand yeah. why this is so elusive to electric car makers. Like, oh, no, we, we like, it's all about the rubber band, you know? Yeah. That, that one, I'm just, again, kind of like, I don't get this. Well, there's, but that, that's not it. There's, there's only one ratio. I understand, but it doesn't have to be that way. Didn't Lexus say, I think I sent you guys a, yeah, you yeah, know, that yeah. they were coming out Toyota's with a five-speed or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that article I think I sent you of the, which you were like, I don't get why people do this to classic Porsches. I don't get that either. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing that I was impressed with is it did have the two things that I'm talking about. One, it had a completely tunable suspension. And they were saying that you could dial in, you know, different dynamics to make the car handle more like a mid-engine Porsche versus a rear-engine Porsche. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it had the original transmission intact. So they basically ran two motors connected by some kind of a drive belt, and that was sitting behind the transmission and, you know, actually being used to drive the rear wheels. So... Yes, one ratio, but at the end of the day, they were treating it more like the output of a normal motor and using the transmission as right. as actual drive, which I thought was, that's what you should do. If you're going to put it in a sports car. Yeah. I, I, th- I mean, if you're going to put it in a sports car and, and recognize that part of the driving dynamic and experience that drivers want is that element. Well, and the control. I think it it represents control, right? Like, I get that it's one ratio, but I I also think that's the reason why when you... I've seen very few Teslas be able to keep up in rational corners. Yeah. I I gotta say, it, it, it probably isn't just suspension. I'm guessing it probably is like your ability to accelerate, decelerate, etc. So when you will, so like, although maybe that is absolute. Nonsense. Hey, so once we have a website and an email, all our listeners can correct me on all everything I'm about yeah, to me get too. wrong. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that. But when you look at the when you look at the torque curve of a of a uh, internal combustion engine, right? It is it's peaky. Yeah. Right. For sure. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why we have gears in internal combustion engines, because you want to keep the engine in the rev range that has the greatest amount of torque for the 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 rate that the wheels are turning. Right. So that's why that's why we have like a like a like the final ratio and the and the obviously in the same box that we have the differential in, but that's why you have gear ratios, right? So you can keep the engine in its optimal rev range for the best torque for whatever the scenario is that you're in. Yep. My understanding is that the the that the torque curve for an electric motor is orders of magnitude flatter over the same rev range for the speed of the wheels in the same given scenario. Mm-hmm. So that's what most people say about electric cars. They'll say, oh, well, you don't need gears because yeah. the torque is is present at the same amount at uh, you know, every speed, 1,000 RPM, as much as it is <clears throat> at like 10,000 RPM. So you don't need gears because the same motor can do all of the torque flat between these two points. So you don't need it. So that's... 
that is my question about performance driving an electric car, right? Because regenerative braking, I assume the moment you let, never driven a Tesla, so I don't know, but the moment that you let off the accelerator, aren't you braking at that point? Yes. So that's... Well, you're not, you're not braking with brakes. You're like, a, it's the weirdest thing. And I, I know it's, I don't like it. You lift your foot off the accelerator and then you're immediately decelerating. Considerably. Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I, know, I, I noticed that in a Tesla. You're also. not braking, you're decelerating because the energy of the car is being, is being routed through the regenerative braking. Right. So engine braking essentially to generate power. Got it. The question that I'm coming to is how do you then modulate that if you are trying to go through a set of tight left, right switchbacks? That's a great point. You right? you, it's opposite control almost. It's like not just letting it, it's how much you let off the gas, not how much you hit the brake. So uh, here's something like that. It's <laughs> totally so weird. Tesla drivers out there. Can yeah, you I don't tell, like it. I can agree. you tell us if you can hold your foot on the brake and the accelerator at the same time? Can you can you modulate it like that? That'd be a whole new way of driving that I don't know that I would want to learn. That's a whole new way of driving that I don't want to know anything about. Exactly. What? What? Foot and brake at the same gas yes. and brake at the same time on yes. an electric vehicle? No, on any vehicle. Mm, well, only if good. I'm trying to rev match. What do you okay. drive? Do you why drive, would I do, do you drive an automatic vehicle with both feet? Uh, I don't because I haven't. Uh, chipped the car but there is a tune for my car by default if you lift off the accelerator the car assumes you're going to press the brake next and if you're on the accelerator you can't press the brake at the same time really yes that seems dangerous well maybe it's the other way around maybe if you're on the brake you can't press the accelerator let's go downstairs and try it okay (laughs) there is a there is a tune which allows you to do that mm. right so f1 drivers do this all the time yeah so where you're on both where they're on both yeah braking and i i'm, I'm surprised that you carting carting you do carting you do, you do all the time yeah cuz you don't you don't want to be in a place where you stab the brake with like no acceleration cuz you'll spin right so you're trail braking the yes. whole time absolutely yeah so that's why i'm saying like is that a thing in electric cars yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I mean, it must be because it's the same thing in F one cars because they're regenerative braking all the time. Because they're they're charging their 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 power pack with yeah, I bra- mean, it must braking be. and heat, right? Which right. is what charges the MGH and MGU or MGK or whatever it is. You know, still do that thing with the centrifugal weight where you know when you're like braking and you're you know you're forward, the thing spins. <laughs> they still do that. Like Porsche and Audi were doing that for a while with like Le Mans racing. It like sat next to the driver. It's like a big, a big spinning thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Damn. And you know when you would slam on the brakes or whatever, you decelerate. It would whip the thing around. I think capacitors are more efficient. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Like I always thought that was like crazy yeah. thing, but I was like, all right, well, I guess they're using that for some purpose. It's winding a string. And then the string gets pulled. and It's it, a special German whips, string. <laughs> it whips the back wheels, right? It's like, let loose the string. It's the purple button. Um, fascinating. 
Yeah, so if somebody can explain that to us on the electric car thing. I didn't think you guys wanted to talk about electric cars. I think we would do a whole episode on electric cars. Oh, God. No. We can leave that aside. Yeah. But can we, so let's let's go back. So wait, let's juxtapose, right? So turn from 1 to 84. I did not brake. I just stabbed the clutch, yeah. went from third to second, and rolled through, and then like brake and clutch off in second. And then it immediately pinned, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, that, that turn felt great, especially with you in front of me. That was great I when it was, it. it was when we were carrying it through, but I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't listening to the engine because. What were you doing? What were you doing exactly? Trying to go as fast as possible. <laughs> but you weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention to the sound of the motor. And the other thing is, which. You know, the arrow kid told me is like, it's going to sound different when you put this little like strip on the back. And I was like, okay. Oh, you said you could hear your exhaust a lot more just with that little strip on the. It smoothed out the airflow like over the car, basically. The other thing I realized is if I kept under like 85 miles an hour, I probably got like one or two miles per gallon better. Like because on my drive home on, on 280, I was just go in the speed limit basically because there was a lot of traffic and there were a lot of cops. Um, and it was already late to get to the sports ball game and figured getting pulled over was only going to make that worse. So I was driving the speed limit the entire way and the gas mileage was much, much better. What a trip. That's insane. Yeah. All because of a little, what do you call that? Just a lip? I don't know what they call it. A lip, a you, flap. A, a flap a you flap. put on the back of your, uh, Goes on the it goes on GT4 the four wing, yeah, <clears throat> on the trailing edge of the the wing and fills in the space. It looks so sweet. I don't know why it makes such a big difference, but it does. I don't know. I mean, it it it's literally a half an inch tall, and it makes a huge difference. So, yeah, two hundred bucks well spent. Word. 